Lots of warning signs out there that the economy is not going to get better anytime soon. The Federal Reserve just raised 0.75% again. That's right, three quarters raise. They're saying that they may slow down soon, but I'm looking at home prices and the lack of inventory on the market, and I think that we are about to hit rock bottom. That and many other stories coming right up. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to another episode. So glad that you're here. Thanks for joining. Let's get straight into things. You may have seen the Federal Reserve has decided to raise the interest rates three quarters of percent. Now, the reason they they said that they were doing this was because of the job report and inflation still had not been stagnated properly. And as a result, they decided to continue this upward movement. This is going to bring us to the highest level since January of 2008. And it's likely uh, also the last time we saw inflation run this high was the early 1980s. So where does this end? Well, the Federal Reserve says they expect that there's going to be some modest growth in spending and production, that the jobs are, people aren't taking new jobs. Inflation is still too high. And so they're hopeful that they're going to start doing smaller easing into the future. But we got almost a full percent, three quarters percent again today. So this is four straight times that they're going to do this. And so they also started off uh, on some new policy path changes, right? So the new language reads, the committee anticipates that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate in order to attain a stance on monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time. When will that time be, Jerome Powell? That's what Americans want to know. When are we going to see inflation around the world? Because this is not just the United States problem. When are we going to see this start to reel in so people can feel better about what their financial future looks like? I'll tell you who's really nervous right now. People that were going to be in the home market or people who needed to list their homes. We had runaway home prices over the past two years. I'm sure you saw it no matter where you live throughout this country. The increase in value of homes, you know, I, I, for one, I saw an increase of close to almost $300,000 in equity on my own home over the past two years. However, if I were to list right now, I probably would have lost $100,000 over the past 45 to 60 days. The reason for that is because of these rates that are going up on interest. Uh, people don't want to take out the loans for 30 years and pay 7%, 7.5%. Or if you have bad credit, you're paying even more. So we're looking at like anywhere from 69 to 7.2% interest rates on a 30-year mortgage. And that is stagnating the home prices. So if you're somebody who needs to move because a job is moving or you had an opportunity, those opportunities to you are, are completely going away. And so the Fed is part of this entire process. They are going to cause the next housing crash if they have not already. Uh, maybe you don't know this about me. If you've Googled me and tried to find out a little bit about who I am, you might know that I have a background in television and film, went to school for it. I've been running my own business for years. I used to do wedding videos and photography. I've done corporate photography uh, and video work, uh, but I've kind of gotten out of that over time, but I've still been doing real estate photography. 
Now, real estate photography has completely dried up. I had about eight realtors that I work with, and I don't think I've had a phone call in three weeks that take a photo of a home. And so that is a good uh, microcosm of kind of like the macroeconomics here of what's happening in the housing market. Now, I'm not saying that I have the <laughs> end-all be-all information on the housing market, but I can simply tell you what things look like in the tri-state area of Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, that people are not listing their homes and the homes are staying on the market for an increased time. And as a result, uh, we're going to see that people do not have the ability to cash in on the equity of their homes in order to do what they need to do. Also, auto loans are moving up. Credit card rates are moving up. Uh, adjustable rate mortgages are, are moving up. We have so many extra debt instruments now for people that uh, the pain is coming and it's coming quickly. And so if you do not need to make a purchase right now, if, if you have, don't for some, like I have a friend purchased a home a long time ago. And I, I said to him at the time, I said, if you can lock in that rate while they're building the home, lock it in. Uh, pay the points, whatever you got to do, because I saw this coming and I, I hope that friend is in a good place on their interest rates that the home didn't take too long to build. That all stated, this is not the time right now to be purchasing a home. This is not the time to be selling your home thinking you're getting top dollar, only to pay top dollar on the next home where you're paying an increased interest rate. You're going to be buying a lesser home if you're not adding with cash that you have. And my whole thing is, I think you're going to want to have the cash on hand. I don't think you want to get rid of your cash right now. That is my uh, two cents on this. Now, uh, I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm simply here to give you how I see things going on in the market. And right now, I don't think anyone wants to take on uh, new debt if you don't have to. If you can keep that car, keep that car. Maybe it means this year is the year you don't buy that brand new vehicle. Anyway, wait for the supply to outweigh the demand. That's going to be an important piece of the puzzle to help drive down cost. But I'm concerned that that's not all that's happening right now in the market. I'm concerned that uh, as Powell continues to raise these peaks, to, to slow the pace of the increase of inflation. I'm really concerned we don't have an endpoint or the endpoint is actually something that none of us actually uh, are in favor of, things that we don't want. And so that leads me to my second story. If you did not see the United States Air Force uh, Brigadier General, Pat Ryder, uh, he had a press uh, presser uh, a little bit earlier uh, yesterday where he admitted that we have active duty United States military personnel deployed inside the Ukraine, operating far away from the embassy in Kiev. Now that is highly concerning because as the reporters rightly asked him, they said, are we ramping up efforts and could this be seen by Russia as an escalation of United States forces? And he played it off. He said, no, they're only there to inspect to make sure the weapons are going where we want the weapons to go. We don't want them going to the wrong part of Eastern Europe. This is concerning. It's concerning because I don't know that we got an honest answer, uh, and I don't like the way it looks to Russia right now. Also, yesterday, North Korea launched like 23 missiles uh, into the air, and we also found out that they're supplying weapons to Moscow. That's right. North Korea has been secretly supplying weapons to Moscow. Now, you may be wondering, where am I getting this information? This was an NBC News report that... Uh, Basically, uh, Kim Jong-un is trying to uh, funnel 
through the Middle East and North Africa to get them to Moscow. And so that is a report that just came out. The New York Times uh, was reporting that Russia was buying millions of artillery shells and rockets from North Korea through these other avenues. And so uh, I believe it was 23 missiles were fired by North Korea. Uh, South Korea responded with an air raid alarm. Why am I so focused on this? Well, if you're following these stories, the Russian military has completely uh, continued to talk about the use of nuclear weapons, according to United States officials. So according to the United States, they're saying that Russia keeps talking about whether or not they should use nuclear weapons. And that sounds like a very scary thing to say. They also are running the story around the same time United States intelligence is talking about how Vladimir Putin has Parkinson's, has prostate cancer, and likely also has pancreatic cancer and that he's being pumped up with steroids. So if you're following some of these stories, this is a recipe for disaster because I'm concerned we have like a huge Gulf of Tonkin false flag operation that could unfold on us because the information doesn't seem honest to me. And before you say, well, Greg, it doesn't sound like you're trusting what's going on here. Sometimes the information is just the information. Do you remember the information about Kim Jong-un that Kim Jong-un had a heart attack and was dead. And the United States said they had great information that Kim Jong-un was dead for almost months and that his sister was going to be taking over. And he kind of disappeared from the uh, public conversation for a long time. I think it was back in April of 2020 during COVID. Everybody said that he was dead. He had a heart attack. They couldn't revive him. He had no hope for recovery. He was in a, uh, went in for surgery or something for his heart attack and he never came out. Well, Kim Jong-un is perfectly fine, well, and alive. And it made me kind of question, what were we doing with the conversation about North Korea back then? Why was that the conversation that needed to be had? Now, if you go back to last week in this entire conversation, you'll see how this all connects to the Federal Reserve. Just give me a few seconds to get there. Uh, If we go back just last week, we were having conversations about a dirty bomb and whether a dirty bomb would be used in the Ukraine by Russia. (sighs) Where is this dirty bomb going to be used in the Ukraine? And what would that cause if a dirty bomb were to be used? Well, a dirty bomb first, when we talk about a dirty nuclear bomb, uh, we should acknowledge uh, shows like 24. Uh, 24 was a show with Kiefer Sutherland where uh, dirty bombs were like the um, the number one weapon that would be used in those attacks uh, where you would set off a, like a, a suitcase nuke somewhere in a city, cause uh, major damage to that area. It would be a small nuclear uh type of reaction, uh, but it would be enough that would be devastating to that area. And uh, so this is normally used by taking uh, previously wasted nuclear material from nuclear power plants and repurposing that into some type of bomb that would blow up in a briefcase or some other type of uh, thing. Now, uh, it does seem that, you know, most of these nuclear countries, they have uh, the ability to use spent nuclear fuel. Uh, So anywhere there are uh, these nuclear power plants, this is an option, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, United States, we all have the ability to build these type of things. Now, the UN just last week we heard was holding closed door consultations about these dirty bomb allegations with Russia, stating that, you know, what would their reaction be? Would they react with it? What type of things would happen? Now, we now know that we have United States troops 
just outside Kiev, uh, not next to the embassy. Originally, what would be acceptable is you would put troops next to the embassy or in the embassy to provide safety of your embassy. Here's looking at you, Hillary Clinton, because maybe you forgot about that. Anyway, so you would put your troops uh, next to the embassy in order to maintain uh, their well-being and the safety of those that are working inside the embassy. But having your troops leave from there and be, whether they be military, uh, Marines, or regular army, that's where the problem may start to arrive. Because if they are engaged in combat, if all of a sudden there are bullets flying in the United States troops, what are the rules for engagement? And so this question was asked to General Pat Ryder, and General Pat Ryder said, well, that's not what's going to happen. The, the, the people that are over there, they're simply inspectors. They're first people just to look at where these weapons that we've sent to Ukraine have gone to make sure that we have a complete audit of it, so to speak. I'm, I'm paraphrasing uh, his words a little bit, but it's for an audit. We want to make sure that the logistics of weapon shipments, that they're targeted uh, to the right spots. So where are our uh, missiles? Where are our weapons going? Where's this $1 billion going? Uh, apparently, Zelensky asked Biden for more money. Where, where's all of this taxpayer money in Ukraine going? Where are the weapons going? I'm, I'm not disappointed by any means that the military is trying to make sure we know where it's going. But shouldn't we have worked that out before we just wrote a blank check and said, here's a bunch of weapons. Uh, here's a bunch of money. Shouldn't we have had this uh, figured out long before this type of uh, <laughs> type of uh, situation? I, I think so. And uh, another thing that goes straight into this conversation is, are you aware that Russia accused Britain of blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline just a few days ago? Uh, they said that Britain played a major role on September 26th in blowing up the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 gas pipelines. So now we're starting to have uh, some finger pointing in the UK. Things are escalating. Why am I concerned about that in the Federal Reserve? Okay. As I was trying to say at the start of the show, the inflation problem is not limited to the United States. The inflation problem is all over the world. What can get us out of inflation? A war. A world war. A world war would reset everything. And I'm concerned that there are some evil people that are looking at this right now saying, we can fix our problems by getting into war. And if we continue to raise these rates, the cost of borrowing the dollar will be higher and the United States will win in the world because they'll have to rely on our currency in this way. So all this stuff about Vladimir Putin, the dirty bombs, everything else. If a dirty bomb goes off, color me skeptical the first day that it happens. Not saying that Russia is not going to do it, not saying Russia is not behind it, but there's enough evidence connecting the dots at this point in time that I'm skeptical that things went down exactly the way they went down. Let's talk more about this as well as a few other stories on the other side of the break. You guys are listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. Now the spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. Now we invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all.
cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at CofixRx.com. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. All right, welcome back, bold Americans. Here we go. So I was talking about how this inflation that's happening, the Federal Reserve's response makes me very concerned about what's happening towards war, because that seems like a logical way out. I also, I got to just say something that's on my mind. I wasn't prepped to talk about this whatsoever, but it just hit me as I'm talking about inflation. Can at some point we have a conversation with somebody who understands the stock market? Can somebody who's a stock market uh expert. All right. If you have expertise in the area of the stock market, I'd like you on my show because I want to talk about the manipulation of stocks during the whole meme buying, uh, AMC being shorted and having all the apes go ahead and buy AMC and then watching them do a, a reverse split and turn it into ape and AMC. And then having places like credit Suisse say, let's lower it down to 95 cents. That concerns me about the manipulation of currency that's not supposed to be happening on these private systems. The fact that uh, it seems like if you are a small person invested in the stock market, it's not meant for you to win, that it's a rigged system against you. Now, speaking of finances, back to what I've prepared. The White House had to delete a tweet where they stated that seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. Now, uh, Spike Cohen responded immediately that the context check is that's because inflation is the highest it's been in decades. The White House then deletes their tweet. Welcome to Elon Musk Twitter. Spike, you nailed it. You said exactly what happened to the White House. They realized, oh, wow, they're on to us. They understand. Now, there is also uh, some context put to Elon Musk Twitter 
where it said readers added context they thought people might want to know. And it states underneath the White House tweet before it was deleted. Seniors will receive a large Social Security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment, which is based on the inflation rate. <laughs> President Nixon in 1972 signed into law automatic benefit adjustments tied to the consumer price index. And then Elon Musk responds underneath Spike Cohen and says, the system is working <laughs> with this uh, laughter. That is great. And so the White House has deleted their fact-checked uh, spin that they tried to put out there to show how great Joe Biden has been and what he's been doing. Now, the other thing that uh, Democrats are trying to control right now, and there's a conspiracy about this, and I'm not in the conspiracy side of this, but the break-in of Paul Pelosi's home. Apparently, there is video out there of this, but the video wasn't being watched. And I'm guessing the video wasn't being watched because Nancy Pelosi was not there, and Paul Pelosi, just her husband, I'm sure that the protection does not seem as important when she's not around. Uh, but people want to see the video. They want to see that this guy literally broke in and that things are as they say they are. I'm going to ask a quick question. What's wrong with showing the video? Now, there are people that are stating that by showing this video, it gives credence to the conspiracy. I disagree. In the age of 2022, when we have video and we can dispel conspiracies, let's dispel them immediately. Let's put out the video and be done with it. If this guy broke into the home, let's see him break into the home, break the glass. If that's not the way things went down, then don't show the story and start working on what you're going to tell people because that's obviously not true. But transparency is how you figure out misinformation. You and misinformation by being transparent. So this this whole thing to know that it adds the conspiracy to have to release this footage, I disagree with. This person is first in line to vice presidency, Nancy Pelosi that is, is first in line to the vice presidency should something happen to Joe Biden, all right? We deserve to know what happened at her home with this. And this person deserves to go to jail for all the charges, if that's the way that it went down. And I have no reason to believe that's not the way it went down. I've heard uh, people say, well, the news has changed the stories. I've heard said that, you know, Paul Pelosi called 911 and said that he knew the man, his name was David and told him it was a friend. But later it says he was speaking in code. That makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Then there's the changing narrative of who answered the door. Was there a third person there? Was it Paul Pelosi that answered the door? Was it David that answered the door? We don't know. But a little bit of transparency here will go a long way to dispelling misinformation that's out there. It's so important that we do that. Uh, and I don't, I don't know why we're, we're not having more transparency. Now, <laughs> speaking of transparency, Democrats, I have a... a, a question for you and your thought process right now. If you're a Democrat or somebody who even leans left, I want you to answer this question for me. What have the Democrats been able to do for you to answer your questions to put in policy when they control every single branch of government for the past two years? When you have the president, you have the Congress, you have the Senate. I want to ask how many bills were put in for abortion over the past uh, six months since the June ruling 
or it hasn't been six months, but almost six months, it's been four and a half since that June ruling of the abortion Roe v. Wade being overturned. Have any of the Democrats gone the bat for you and said, you know what, we're introducing a bill to make this an amendment to the Constitution? Or have they all played with you in order to make this an election issue so that way you remember it when you go to the voter box, which means they have not been serving you for the past four and a half months. They've been manipulating you. And that's my problem with the Democrats. The Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans are, but on a different side. The Democrats manipulate things, and I don't feel like they are nearly as honest as the Republicans. The problem with the Republican side is the Republicans get into conspiracy stuff. And this is not saying all Republicans. I don't mean that whatsoever. There are some really good Republicans, and there's also some really good Democrats. But the ones that seem to be on television regularly seem to be using the American citizens as political pawns. And this might be a theme of my show recently. When you heard my Fetterman thoughts with Lefty Lehman, uh, we both agreed. Like, what are we doing with some of these candidates that we're able to vote for on November 8th? What are we doing? It looks like we're going to even out at least the Senate. The Senate should go about, right now they're saying it's 53% chance that the Senate will be Republican or it should be split. Now, there will be a deciding vote there with Kamala Harris. We know that she'll push things one way or the other. But it looks like the Republicans stand a pretty good chance of taking back the Senate. This is important, I think, at this point. It's important that there's some type of balance in the government that one side doesn't have complete control. Because Democrats, you control everything, literally everything. You control what's on television. You do. When you look at the news, if you rate and look at the, the most of the news ratings, when non-impartial sources say, how do people lean? Most of the major companies that are putting content out there are leaning left, and you can see it in what they're uh, putting out. Uh, most of the CEOs, the companies, they're appeasing to the Democrats to the left. So you, you literally have control of most of the media. You don't have control of Fox News, although some people would say that Fox News has leaned a little bit differently recently. I think in some respects, you're losing control of CNN a bit, which I think is good. CNN has, uh, congrats, CNN. I'm going to give you some credit here. CNN has made a valiant effort to try to balance a lot of its stories back to the center and go back to typical journalism of you decide. <laughs> you decide what the story is. We just present some facts. They're not quite there all the way yet, but I've actually been really happy to see that CNN is becoming uh, a little bit better than where they were. But I can tell you one spot uh, that I was shocked at something I just saw, speaking of when you control one side of the conversation. Did anyone see Jim Cramer go on his COVID lockdown rant and the whole vaccine stuff. Um, <laughs> this is complete irony. I wish that I had video with my podcast because you got to hear his comments uh, during this. Uh, he talks about the uh, state-run propaganda. But the best part about this is the entire time he's doing this on a television in the background on CNNBC is a graphic for Visor. Yes, a graphic for visors behind this. Here's the audio in case you, you need some context. 
uh, the oh. power of the state. There's no doubt. Eunice, thank you for that. We mentioned uh, before we went to Eunice some of the video that came out of Shanghai Disney Gym where they had to suspend operations to comply with the prevention measures, but literally kept people in the park until they came back with a negative test. Just astounding. Well, was it pre-tests over 24 yeah, hours? Or yeah, well, because you get it. I mean, look, I was had I had PCR test with someone at 10, and they gave it to me by five. So I don't think that's wrong. I just go back over. I mean, I think cheap propagandists let me. You know, I call that person a dissembler, so to speak. But I mean, they need it. They have a narrative which just says basically you can you can conquer uh, COVID by just being locked down. So right here, they cut the camera of the Jim Cramer. And behind him shows the visor logo as he's saying they have this narrative that you can beat COVID by just locking down. And then let's hear his next words, because I think you know exactly where he's about to go. And this has to change the narrative to being, you know what, you know, what's even better, our homegrown mRNA, which I am told is simply that they managed to get the intellectual property, stole it, which is good. Because when I say good, because it's better to have mRNA than not, let's just say they appropriate it. And, and they got to deal with what do you do if you told people the way to beat this is no vaccine and now you have a vaccine so i think what you need is a propagandist outside of the state infrastructure exactly to start moving political opinion but i think when we think of propaganda we think about other regimes that we didn't really appreciate so the propaganda of the regimes that we didn't really appreciate he's saying this about the ccp here the rest of the hosts are looking on in absolute stunned silence of what kramer is saying they don't understand it they're like jim what are you talking about and i'm wondering the same thing except it's really clear to me the propaganda that he wants is to sell the vaccine which Hey, isn't that what they've done in this country? They sold a vaccine to us, the mRNA, from Pfizer and Moderna. And so the irony is not lost on me or the host, I believe, that Pfizer's logo is right over top his left shoulder on the right-hand side of the screen as he says these words. And so then they wrap up with this. You might be silent. I am silent. I'm just thinking about those poor people stuck at Disney, Shanghai Disney for... It's I mean, it's the worst places to be stuck, yeah, but still. Chief, it's a real small world after all. Guys, we'll get to the president here. So Kramer tries to be funny at the end there with it's a real small world after all, but the damage is already done. He's arguing that Pfizer's vaccine is a good thing and we have propaganda right in front of us. Democrats, back to you guys. What are you doing? Are you just going to point the finger at Republicans and say Republicans are all bad in order to get elected? Are you actually going to start doing something for your constituency? Are you going to try to bring things uh, to fruition that are apparently your, your big voter issues like abortion? So I'm calling you out on that. I think it's important that, that you get called out on it. Uh, how about uh, Build Back Better? Um, has, has anyone seen inflation reduction with the Inflation Reduction Act? Has that worked out well for anybody? Because I don't believe that it has. Um, Democrats, I want to know, how is Fetterman beating Oz, right? Uh, I, I said the other day, would you want Fetterman, if he was a brain surgeon doing surgery on you in the current state that he's in, practicing law, if you're in a, a court case, would you, as Dr. Phil just said, I saw he released something. He's like, I wouldn't want Fetterman flying my plane if he was a pilot. Well, the, you're about to elect this guy to the Senate a guy who is having trouble putting coherent sentences together. Yet, if that's what this race is to you, about putting a warm body in Democrats, or if your other response may be, well, the Republicans are doing it, na-na-na-na-boo-boo, 
Well, that's not much of an argument if, if you want to claim that you are the better party. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, neither is the better party. That is the absolute God-honest truth. And so uh, that's kind of what's going on, right, with the Democrats. They're my questions that I have for them. Um, Republicans, can we can we stop in Arizona with the armed guns standing by the drop boxes? An Arizona judge also yesterday ruled that those individuals have to stay 250 feet away so they do not intimidate people with their presence. All right, so that's happening as well. And then my final thing that I want to put out there uh, today, and I'm not sure if I'll do a show on this or what I plan on doing with this information, but I'm getting info that Iran and parts of the Middle East are warning that the United States may have an attack that's imminent, an attack that will be seen. And many people are taking that as something's going to happen overseas in the Middle East. And so I'm going to give you a different take. I'm not as concerned about Iran uh, attacking our interest over there. I believe that the Iranian cyber army is going to launch a cyber attack. And I hope that I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong. But I could picture them uh, really hitting the vulnerabilities of everything that's connected here in America. Um, and I just hope that doesn't happen um, right before the election. Uh, when I when I see these warnings and I see people saying it's imminent, um, I saw a post recently about something about November 4th. You know, that could be tomorrow. Um, these are just concerns that I have. So I, I want to make sure that we pay attention to that. Um, and then, okay, one more thing. I guess I, I, I got to be able to talk about these things. I, I didn't get an opportunity to watch the entire speech yet. Uh, but Biden yesterday also talked about the dark forces that thirst for power that may prevail in the midterms. <laughs> All right. He blamed uh, Paul Pelosi to uh, link them to Trump and January 6th and the election fraud and MAGA Republicans. Um, look, Biden, you can't just demonize an entire party of people and claim that you're correct. Uh, this speech, like the speech in Philadelphia, uh, just it reeks of desperation. And it goes back to what I was saying about the Democrats where are you on actually helping people? You've had full control. If anyone is under attack at this point, the dark forces that are thirsting for power, it's those people that have been in office so long that they don't remember life out of office. Those are the people that thirst for power. I'm looking at you, Joe Biden. That's right. You. You are that person that thirsted for power. You are that person who lied, cheated, and stole to get to where you are. There's no holding back on any of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you had a lot of things you can listen to, but you chose to hang out here with me today, and for that I'm grateful. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.